my dragonflies. Welcome to the Tea and Lilies podcast, a show created to talk about life, relationships, mental health, skincare, and more. Most importantly, a place to ask questions and take a deep dive and look into our inner self, a full mind and body experience. Now let's get started. I'm your host, Marissa. Hello, my dragonflies. Today, I wanted to touch on a topic that had and has significant impact on me. In a previous long-term relationship, I dealt with many different types of abuse. Many I didn't realize were forms of abuse. In this relationship, I felt completely alone and isolated. I was encouraged to believe that I was controlling over-emotional, and also non-emotional, disgusting person. At the time this was occurring, I had no idea of the different forms and types of abuse I was experiencing, and that they actually had a name. The name of the particular type I'm going to talk about today is called abuse by proxy. This can happen in any type of relationship but I'll be speaking on my experience and in relation to a covert narcissist. Abuse by proxy is another term for emotional abuse that occurs in domestic and intimate partner violence. This emotional abuse occurs when an abuser inflicts harm upon a victim through a third party. So some examples of this would include spreading lies about you to your friends and family, sabotaging your career by communicating with your employer, or even calling upon the authorities equipped with false information about you. The abuser will also make attempts to turn children against you in some circumstances. All of these type of examples function as a way to intimidate, isolate, and inflict punishment. Sometimes this form of abuse can result in humiliation, thus resulting in one's self-esteem, self-esteem, excuse me, being significantly impacted, which mine was. A common form of emotional abuse that occurs in abusive relationships is isolation. An abusive partner accomplishes this by sabotaging your closest relationships. My ex did a very good job of isolating me from everyone I cared about. At times, it became so extremely difficult to make new friends. I was not allowed to have male friends, of course, even with guys I'd known since elementary school, or even I, that I was related to. I had lost count of how many friends my ex has driven away. It also includes destroying your favorite items, selling your personal belongings, or even telling mutual friends and family that you're crazy. This allows the abuser to enlist others to perpetuate the the abuse, making it harder to spot the abuse and ultimately seek help. The person isn't directly causing harm because let's face it, That's too easy. 
So instead, using others in proximity to you to inflict damage. Qualifying this as a classic act of abuse by proxy. The person then ends up having increased control over you, which he had complete control over me. So what are some of the signs of abuse by proxy? It can feel validating when you find out what some of the signs are and what you felt and were going through actually happened to other people, which can make it easier for yourself or for a loved one to recognize it. And if you or someone you know, a loved one, anyone is going through this type of abuse or any other type, please seek help. A few of the signs I experienced that I later realized were associated with emotional abuse included, but definitely not limited to, loss of power and control, a sense of entrapment within my relationship, feeling unsafe, and that danger was imminent, receiving consistent ridicule, feeling dominated and intimidated, experiencing issues instigated by my partner. As we all know, emotional abuse can lead to having intense, long-lasting effects, such as emotional distress, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, depression, and more. And at least for me, I definitely experienced all of those and more. We forget at times that abuse isn't only harmful to the victims. It can also affect family and friends and especially be detrimental to children in the household, regardless of whether the children were directly involved in the abuse or not. Since I had been responding to his consistent abuse, this kept me in a reactive state every single day. I never left the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn state. I will get more into the four Fs in another episode. While in this emotional frame of mind, I couldn't see clearly. I questioned everything. I questioned what was real. I was so confused and too busy trying to please and apologize that I was unaware of what was happening. I couldn't feel the hurt. I couldn't feel anything. I had lost control of the entire situation. I lost myself. I was trapped. It never got better. It just became another day. I finally started to realize that nothing I said or did would ever satisfy him. He loved to use my words against me and throw them in my face whenever he needed more supply which was often. It was my sole job to make him happy. He would often say in his passive aggressive tone that because I was having a hard day and lashing out, it was because I didn't make him happy that day. And me being the highly sensitive, empathic person I am, I wanted to people please. I wanted to fix it so badly. I actually felt bad when he was sad or upset or having a hard time. Another way for him to hurt me was to involve my friends and family, and it worked very well. 
he would reach out to them through social media, through phone calls, text messages, or in person. He would tell them that I was a bad mom, that I was crazy, I was threatening to harm myself, and that I wasn't carrying my own weight in the house, overspending, or even that I was cheating. Anything that he could get sympathy. Anything that would help turn them against me. This was his way of continuing to isolate me from everyone and everything. He needed to feed on my emotional reactions. And when I became indifferent and numb to him, things got worse. When I finally accepted that he would never change, it allowed me to free myself from thinking it was solely my responsibility to make him happy. It also reminded me that it wasn't my fault. And maybe I wasn't alone. And this is when my mind started to shift. This is also when I decided to seek help. I wanted to know me again. I have so much compassion and love for the younger me. She really did the best she could. It feels in a way that I'm honoring her by acknowledging the pain and allowing myself to feel again and find peace. I'm so proud of me and excited that I'm finally on my loving self-discovery journey. So I really want to thank you all for being here and I wish you all peace as you travel through your own self-discovery journey. I will see you soon, my dragonflies. Before we end today, I want to thank you all for listening and participating in this podcast. Welcome to the Dragonfly family, everyone. And I will be with you again soon. But before you go, remember to follow this podcast. Give it a like and leave a comment. You can also chat with the rest of the community by following me on Instagram at tlilliespodcast. I will leave all the links in the show notes below. Have a great day, my dragonflies. I'll see you soon.